0: Hi, welcome to This Is Your Book Club podcast. I'm Jamie. And that sounds really weird without Sarah here. But Sarah's not with me this week. She is on her trip. And so I have a special guest here with me today. He happens to be my husband, Scott Waddell. And um, he has a pretty cool job. I'll let him tell you about that. But um, Scott, we've been married 20 years. Welcome to the podcast. 20? 20, 23 Almost 24. Almost 24 years. Yeah. And he was so generous with his time today and willing to do this. So thank you for being here.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. Tell us a little bit about what you do and um, where your interest lies with what we're going to talk about today.
1: Yeah. So I work in technology. I work um, for a digital operating company here in Salt Lake City, Utah. Um I'm their chief technology officer. Uh, But besides that, I am um, a doctoral student at American Military University. And um, I'm really focused and interested in um, intelligence and uh, technology and the uh, intermingling of both those. Uh, Right now, I'm working on my dissertation, and I'm focused on how AI He integrates in with um, professionals and how to use it.
0: We are hearing everywhere about AI right now. And honestly, every day I feel like I hear another way it's being used, another way it's a tool for this and that and that. It's falling in everywhere. So um, you're actually going to a conference this week all about AI. Mm -hmm. And he is deep into AI. Tell us a little bit about uh, what you know about it and... Um what you think about it
1: yeah well, I think we're at the cusp of um, a new era. Things are going to change, and they are changing with the use of artificial intelligence um i'm not the I'm not the person to build an AI system but i I'm interested in how it gets used and how it gets integrated into businesses and in everyday life and some of the ramifications of that and the policies that need to be built around how to use it. And that's what my focus is. Um, so, I think we're going to see a lot of changes associated with that. Um, and it's going to affect the way that we work, the way that we integrate, uh, the way that we interact with technology. Um, it's already having um, ramification on the way um, students. Uh, do schoolwork we see with our kids and how they uh, write papers and um, it's a little bit like how search was like for us growing up when the internet came about and we could search for things um, I think it's going to be kind of like that for our kids and for us in the future where where it's going to help us do some of that work but put it in context and so I'm excited about it it's interesting
0: specifically for writers and um, for what we've seen recently with the writer strike and the use of AI. Um, and I would, I would say plagiarism in a way, cause they've been using, correct me if I'm wrong. They've been using known authors, known comedians and their style of writing to then be used to write like them or as part of their format. Right. So there's a lot of, people suing right now mm-hmm. over plagiarism or using their name on things or using their content for this. Am I correct on that?
1: Yeah. And actually, you're, you're, you're touching on the space that I'm interested in, and it's the ethical use of these technologies. And uh, I think many can make the argument whether or not it's right or wrong would still to be played out in court, but um. That it that it feels like uh, there's bias and it's being used unethically uh, for certain people and th- those are questions that need to be answered um, and that's that's the exciting thing about what's going to happen over the next few years is defining what that looks like and how that actually integrates
0: in with current work because right now it's pretty much a free for all correct there's not a lot of rules or regulations around AI that's true. So there needs to be, and that's no small undertaking, writing an overall policy for how we use it.
1: Yeah, and and I would, I would guess before the end of the year, we're going to see policies coming out from um, the United States government, um, as well as there's been a few policies that have come out in the EU uh, over the last uh, couple months, um, but. But it, it's going to start changing the way that, uh, that these experimental uses of AI it's going to change the way that we integrate with them.
0: Cool. Tell us um, what are some of the most exciting things you've used AI for.
1: Um, so I'm a proponent of it. And so one of the exciting things that I've used it for is with my um, My coworkers. Uh, people I work with um, so what I've what I've seen is that in using AI in particular I'm talking about generative AI like uh, chat GPT or um, mid journey or Adobe Firefly uh, it could help you raise your skill level and what I mean by that is it um, I don't think it does you should use it to do work for you, but you can use it to help level up your work. So think of it like the term that we use; um, it's called human AI teaming, where you you pair together with this uh, artificial assistant of sorts, and it can help you walk through. So, for example, I I can I'll occasionally use it with writing uh, emails or policies at work and. Um, if I'm I'm not the strongest writer, so uh, when I'm when I'm writing, I'm, I'll just spew out what I'm trying to say, and you can give it to your AI assistant and say, "Hey, rewrite this, but rewrite this in uh, a different voice and tone," and it will give you ideas of what it should look like, and then I can take that and write it better. Um, so I, you see that Grammarly kind of has that feature now. Um, there's another product called WordTune, which is great. Um, QuillBot is another one, and ChatGPT, of course. And so what I've seen is that it takes our real junior employees and helps level them up to kind of your mid-level employees. But it does not replace senior people. Senior employees, our senior copywriters, they, they still – they don't need it and mm-hmm. but, but it does help our, our junior employees.
0: Like your average everyday. yeah yeah. Um, so today the way we're going to use AI since I have, I know very little about it, but I know we've played around with a lot with our family mm-hmm. in different ways and um, uh, I even I've written lesson plans for my classroom with it. I wrote a grant proposal for a board that I'm on at school. And Scott has helped me with these things. So today, since it's a fifth Monday, we have an extra episode and Sarah's out of town. So I thought this would be a great opportunity to take advantage of your use and knowledge of AI. And we're going to write a scary story for Halloween. Absolutely. I'm super excited about this. So tell us what we need to do first and what we're using to do it. Mm-hmm. And let's get started.
1: So, we're going to use OpenAI's ChatGPT. Okay. Um, and we're going to use the paid for version of it, uh, which gives us a little bit more features. The AI model we're going to use is GPT 4. Okay. Um, and the way this will work is we will give it prompts and it will give us back um, an output. And that output, we'll see how it goes. And if it's, If it's something we like, great. We'll most likely have to tweak it a little bit as we go, but we should start with a prompt. And the prompts that we're going to start with is we're going to tell it to do something for us. So we're going to tell it to create us a story.
0: Perfect. So what do you want to know first?
1: Um, So we're going to start with let's um, make up a story, a scary story.
0: This is my favorite time of year, my favorite type of story. I'm super excited. So Scott's typing into the window, make us a scary story.
1: Now, we want to add some detail to it. So so we wanted to create a scary story, but what kind of scary story do we want?
0: I love Edgar Allan Poe. Mm. Could we put it in the style or the voice of Edgar Allan Poe?
1: Yeah. Um do you have a particular Edgar Allan Poe, Poe story that you like?
0: I love the Telltale Heart.
1: Okay. Okay, so we want to like Edgar Allan Poe's Telltale Heart. Um What other themes do we want? What what kind of characters do we want in this?
0: Um I love the idea of a murder.
1: Hmm should be a murder
0: a haunted house mm-hmm. or a house full of ghosts
1: and a house full of ghosts okay who what kind of audience is this for
0: young adult okay, okay. or maybe juvenile fiction i think edgar Allan poe and scary stories to tell in the dark both fall under juvenile fiction mm-hmm. so that's kind of what i'm going for
1: There should be a murder and ghosts and a house full of ghosts. Mm -hmm. What time period do we want this to take place in?
0: I want it to take place in the 1970s. Okay. Because I feel like all scary stories take place in the late 1800s, early 1900s. We need a good 1970s scary story. Okay. Okay. Um. Okay, let's see what this does. Let's, see. let's let's start there. Okay, so
1: just so the initial prompt I gave it was let's make up a scary story for young ad- young adults, juvenile fiction, um, like Edgar Allan Poe's Telltale Heart. There should be a murder and a house full of ghosts. The time period is the 1970s. Perfect. Okay, it's generating a story. Let's see how far this goes. Ooh.
0: This is longer than I had expected. Okay. Are we ready for it?
1: Yeah. So let's take, how about, let's take turns reading. Okay. Okay. So the name of the title, let's see, the name of the story it gave, <laughs> the title is Echoes of the Past.
0: Ooh, spooky. Okay.
1: Okay. In a small town of Black Hollow, nestled deep within the Appalachian Mountains, stood an old Whitmore Mansion. Built in the late 1800s, it was a grand structure, but by the 1970s it has fallen into disrepair. The mansion was said to be haunted, and few dared to venture near it, especially after dark."
0: (laughs) In 1972, a young woman named Clara moved to Black Hollow. She was a journalist, eager to make a name for herself. She'd heard tales of the Whitmore Mansion and its ghosts, and she believed that if she could uncover the truth behind the hauntings, it would be her ticket to fame.
1: One evening, Clara decided to spend the night in the mansion. Armed with a flashlight, a tape recorder, and her courage, she stepped into the creaky old house, The air was thick with dust, and the only sound was the distant hoot of an owl.
0: As night fell, Clara began to hear whispers. They seemed to come from the walls themselves. She pressed her ear against a wall and heard the faint sound of a woman crying. Following the sound, she was led to the ballroom, where she saw the ghostly figure of a woman in a white dress dancing alone.
1: Suddenly, the room grew cold, and the ghostly woman turned To face Clara, her eyes were hollow, and her face was twisted in anguish. Why did you kill me? she whispered.
0: Clara, taken aback, replied, I didn't kill you. I don't even know you.
1: The ghostly woman pointed to the portrait on the wall. It was a painting of a man with a striking resemblance to Clara. He did, she whispered.
0: Clara realized that the man in the portrait was her great grandfather. She'd heard tales of him being involved in a scandalous affair, but she'd never known the details.
1: The ghostly woman continued, He promised to marry me, but when I became pregnant, he killed me to protect his reputation.
0: As the ghost spoke, other spirits began to emerge from the shadows. Each had a tale of betrayal and murder all linked to Clara's ancestors. The Whitmore Mansion, it seemed, was a repository of the town's darkest secrets.
1: Terrified, Clara tried to leave, but the front door wouldn't budge. The ghosts circled her. Their whispers grew louder and more accusatory, just as she felt she might be consumed by their anger. The first rays of dawn broke through the windows, and the spirits vanished.
0: Clara fled the mansion, never to return. She wrote about her experience, and her story became a sensation. But she was forever haunted by the knowledge of her family's dark past.
1: The Whitmore Mansion was eventually torn down, but those who passed by its former location still claim to hear faint whispers on the wind and a chilling reminder of the sins of the past.
0: Doo-doo-doo. That's super fun. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So,
1: what's what's challenging about this going back to what we talked about earlier about the writer strike is I don't know. It's not clear to me how this AI model was trained. So, I don't
0: You don't know if you're taking if it's based off of somebody else's writings. So, how Um, Now, our son just went off to college, and his English teacher said, yeah, use ChatGPT as a tool. Um, This is our future. Super cool. How do you cite ChatGPT if you use it in a paper? Is there a formalized way to cite using this tool?
1: Uh, You, first, if you're in college, you need to check with your university to make sure that they will approve it, because there are some – college colleges and universities that have said no absolutely no. not okay and if you are caught using it um, there are some pretty drastic ramifications um, So first you got to make sure that you your university will allow that um, and then your university will actually tell you how they should it, it is it's really confusing right now of how you should use chatGBT or any of these AI products. That's hopefully some of the stuff that we're going to find out over the next few years is how you would do that. Um, If the way I would handle it is um, I would make sure that I would disclose if I were to use this, uh, I would disclose in that I, I used um, an AI product to help me come up with uh, a story like this. But
0: yeah, pretty cool tool. It is fun. I'm kind of seeing after doing this, that if you're like sitting around the campfire and you need a scary story that, you know, people don't know a ghost story or scary story, you could easily plug one in. Mm -hmm. It's also a tradition of ours that the kids do like a past the present game. Mm -hmm. And every year we're scrambling last minute for a past the present story. I can see us using it this
1: absolutely for that, mm-hmm.
0: which is pretty cool.
1: It is a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, I like it. So. Well, thank you for being here with us today. That was so fun to write a scary story using ChatGBT. and your thanks for sharing your knowledge of AI with us.
1: Absolutely, it's fun. Thanks for having me.
0: Please remember to rate, subscribe, share with your friends. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. You can email us at thisisyourbookclubpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you to Amphibious Zoo for our music. We'll see you next time. I'm Jamie, and this is Scott. And this This is is your book book club. club.